Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Jim, your guy uh, there at the paper, Mark Craig, made his NFL predictions on some things this year. I thought it might be kind of fun uh, to go down some of those with you and see if you think any Vikings uh, might get some consideration uh, for these uh, various awards that he's mentioned. He has MVP as Jalen Hurts uh, with the Eagles. Uh, Pretty good bet there. He'll be the best quarterback, I would think in the NFC, but there's got to be some AFC guys that'll give him a run for that. You know, Patrick Mahomes, for one. Yes, well, I mean, it's one of those things. I think Patrick Mahomes is the most valuable player in the NFL. Mm. The question is, on a yearly basis, does his statistical profile and how his team plays support that? Yeah. And here you have, you know, Kelsey's now got a strained knee. Uh, they don't have Chris Jones in. Um, you know, I thought Mahomes was the best player in football last year. But if that defense isn't as good, if Kelsey isn't as good, you know, will they win enough games for him to justify uh, an MVP vote? I don't know. I think Hurts is in great shape position because stacked team, maybe the most talented roster in football, team that came one or two plays away from winning the Super Bowl last year. Hurts can beat you running, throwing. He's a great leader. Um, he's probably going to have big numbers because of his combination of his talent and his team. So I think Hertz is a very logical choice. I, a, a sleeper for me is uh, Justin Herbert with the Chargers. Okay. That is a really talented team. He's a really talented guy. They've lost a lot of close games the last couple of years. They've had some serious injuries on their defense. I could see him kind of being the great sleeper pick up here. Uh, it looks like, you know, the Vikings will be uh, in the air with the football, maybe even a little more this year. Hard to tell until the season gets in the way, I know. But is it possible that Kirk Cousins could get into, a say, a top five in an MVP uh, voting if he has a good year? If the Vikings win 13 again mm-hmm. and he has a better statistical year than he did last year mm-hmm. and he makes a lot of big plays, yes, that's all possible. Uh, to me, he's gonna, you know the problem is he's going to be up against people – uh, you know, it's like if Cousins, if you think Cousins is the fifth best or sixth best quarterback in the NFL, and Jefferson's the best receiver, well, then do you give the MVP vote to the quarterback or the receiver who puts him over the top? You know, I, I think that's where he might split some votes. Um, I also think that quarterbacks who can run and scramble even better than Cousins, the modern, you know, Mahomes, Hurts, uh, Allen, Lamar Jackson, I think those guys tend to be easier to vote for because they are also producing the running game. Yeah, Cousins certainly more of an old-school uh, throw-from-the-pocket yes. QB. Uh, Justin Jefferson won Offensive Player of the Year uh, last year. Your guy, uh, Craig, makes the case that uh, hardly anybody ever wins that award uh, more than, than one consecutive season, so he has Jamar Chase. Uh, on Jefferson, though, I, I haven't heard news of a contract extension for him just yet. Does that getting close to opening day, which they said they would like to have it done by then, is that going to happen, do you think? I don't can't tell you for sure. It wouldn't. Let's put, phrase it this way: I wouldn't be surprised if it happened sometime between now and Saturday night. Hmm. Um, now, I think if the Vikings have control over timing, they would want to do it like tomorrow. Jefferson usually speaks to the media on Thursdays, uh, and it would give everybody a lot to write about and talk about going into the open, a home opener. Um, if they can't get it done, that doesn't mean Armageddon, but it would be a disappointment for both sides to not have it done by week one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I wouldn't, I would, I would, if I had to bet, I would bet something gets done in the next three or four days, but I don't have any knowledge as to how it's going. That's just a guess. Yeah. 
Oddly, uh, Craig also mentions that Andy Reid has not won Coach of the Year since he was with the Chiefs, uh, and that he kind of pointed that it tends to go to a young head coach who turns somebody around. Uh, but what about Kevin O'Connell? Let's say he gets uh, a larger number of win than is expected. I think Vegas has the Vikings at like eight and a half uh, yep. as the over-under on wins. So if, he, if they put up another 12-win season, could it be Kevin O'Connell's award? Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and he's young, he's innovative. Uh, if he backs up a 13-win season with another big season, um, now, now here's the trick, though. You know, those awards do in every sport. They tend to go to the person who takes a bad team and makes them competitive. Mm-hmm. I think the hardest thing in sports is taking a good team and making them great, or, or winning you know, with all the pressure on you to win a championship. So I'd rather see it go to the people who, you know, who, who achieve the most, not those who just affected some kind of a quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if, you know, what is, let's say the, you know, and this is a regular season award, let's say O'Connell coaches his rear end off, thank mm-hmm. you, Gardy, for that phrase, <laughs> and uh, they win 11 games. Mm-hmm. Well, we can all recognize that he did a really good job and that you're not going to win 13 games every year. It just doesn't happen. But will national voters look at that as a coach of the year uh, performance when he won 13 the previous year? He's mm-hmm. kind of in a tough spot in terms yeah. of, uh, encouraging people. Now, listen, he wins 14 or 15, something crazy like that. Yeah, but it, he's in a difficult spot to garner votes right now. Yeah. And you started out saying you like guys that go from good to great and that to face high expectations and, and succeed anyway. That is Andy Reid. Yes, and that's the thing. And he's a great coach. And and that, it, it's always bothered me that, like, like, you know, the guys who win all the time end up not winning Coach of the Year awards or Manager of the Year awards because they were already they've already managed their team to a good spot so they don't have the dramatic turnaround. Offensive Rookie of the Year has Bryce Young uh, with the Panthers, one of the rookie quarterbacks that came out this year. I really was, I, I guess maybe he didn't look as small to me when he was at Alabama, but I've seen video of him with the Panthers. He is a tiny individual. Uh, I, I worry some about his physical safety, I guess, but certainly slippery and a good arm. Yeah, I'm not sure I would bet on Bryce Young. I just don't yeah. think that's a very good team. Uh, and I don't think he has a lot of receiving talent. Uh, I, I just think he might be, I, I, he could end up being a really good player. I'm just not sure I see it being an explosive outcome this year. Um, you know, I didn't really like the draft choice at the time, but let me throw a wild card out there. Okay. Jameer Gibbs. Um, the Lions look like they're going to use him a lot as a runner and a pass catcher. Uh, he's very explosive. He's got a little Barry Sanders to him. Um, you know, if the Lions have a good season and he's a big part of it, maybe that he's a, he's got a chance at Rookie of the Year. How about uh, Jordan Addison? Does he have a chance? A chance, but he could have a really good year and share pass-catching duties with three other prime people. I mean, Jefferson's going to catch a million balls. Hawkinson's going to be a prime target. Osborne's a good player. So I, Addison could do his job very well this year and not end up with spectacular stats. Uh, also, he has uh, that uh, he actually thinks the Chargers are going to take a step back. He has biggest disappointment. Uh, it seems as though you guys are not on the same page with the Chargers. We are not. <laughs> I, uh, I think the Chargers have a chance to be a breakthrough team. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the Chiefs, it's hard to win back-to-back years. The Chris Jones holdout is damaging. Travis Kelsey having a sore knee is a really bad thing. Um, I can see the Chiefs, having a by their, by their standards, having a down year. Uh, as many good quarterbacks and teams as there are in the AFC. Uh, and I'm not sure I trust Buffalo. because like they've been on the verge for a long time without breaking through. I could see the Chargers 
surging, uh, winning that division, and and you know, I, I mean, I, I guess the teams I like the most in the AFC right now are uh, San Diego, Baltimore, and and maybe Cincinnati if Burrow's healthy enough. That's just it. Uh, Joe Burrow had a, a knee thing go on with him, just like yep. uh, Kelsey has had uh, now with the Chiefs, a hyperextension there. Uh, so Eagles over Bengals is who he has in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'll ask you for your Super Bowl pick. Uh, mine is Eagles over Chargers. I really do think the Chargers will make a, a run this year. I think the Eagles are the best, deepest, most talented team in the NFL. Uh, the 49ers are an interesting challenger to the Eagles. Brock Purdy's healthy again. They have Sam Darnold as kind of a functional backup. Uh, they had a lot of quarterback injuries last year, which is, uh, that, that devastated them. But they probably have the second-best roster in the NFL right behind the Eagles. And then he has the Vikings winning the division but losing again to the Cowboys in the opening round uh, of the playoffs. Uh, it wasn't the Cowboys. I know it was the Giants last year they lost to. But losing in that first round of the playoffs but winning the division and the Lions making the postseason. What do you think? Uh, that all sounds about right to me. I have the Vikings winning 11 games, winning the division. I could see them winning fewer games in the regular season being a tougher out in the playoffs because of Flores. Um, so I'm going to say 11-6, and six, win the division, win one playoff game. Yeah. I've been telling my morning show compatriots to feel good about the Twins' bullpen because as we look at other teams' bullpens that they play, there's other teams with bad bullpens. So many times when I hear complaints from Twins fans, I realize they don't really watch baseball in general. They just watch the Twins. Yep. They feel like every reliever should be great and they should win every game. Um, nope, it's hard to put together a good bullpen, keep them healthy, and be, have them be productive. Uh, and the Twins have had a lot of moving parts, a lot of injuries, the loss of Pablo Lopez. I mean, excuse me, uh, Jorge Lopez yep. uh, yesterday. Uh, three, three innings, one base runner. Uh, and that's with Thielbar, who's been excellent. Yep. Uh, Pagan, who's been up and down, but in general has been a valuable guy. And uh, with Jack's pitching well, it's not the perfect setup. It's not the perfect bullpen, but it's not as bad as a lot of teams. Yeah, that's right. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Doug. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.